Welcome to the Drop Doctors Podcast, your weekly dose of fantasy footy content. G'day everybody and welcome to the Draft Doctors. I'm your host John Crockett. You may notice Stevie Fizz is not here this week. That's because the Credlin and the Fizz podcast is in tatters. They are absolutely distraught after Labor's landslide victory in the election. I think they're still drowning their sorrows. So uh, it is a tips and tricks show and we just Cam and I this week. So Cam, how are you doing? Yeah, doing well and uh I guess Steve is in the group chat anyway, lamenting the loss of uh, the Liberals in Victoria uh, to the point where he's he started to take pot shots at people like Tim Smith uh, and, and saying, you know, what did he say? Tim Smith. Uh, something Toby about Toby Green, Green. Has really let himself go in the off season. So, yeah, uh, good good to, um, I guess, be around here. It's disappointing. This is like the first podcast I think we've recorded where it's been sunny outside. We're doing this at like 10 a.m. Brisbane time, which is, uh, you know, a bit bit different, uh, I guess. And Jono normally has a beer in hand for like every podcast. I know, water. And at the Ugh. moment, what is that? It's water. And I'm, well, after last night, I have to uh, rehydrate. Oh, really? You yeah. got on a few tins last night? Yeah, a few tins last night. Why not? Watching okay. Australia win the, uh, the World Cup match. So Yeah, good. it was pretty good. Um, we wouldn't be allowed to talk about soccer if Steve was here, so that's interesting. It's a good thing you're doing the edit, so it's going to stay in the pod. Oh, it's definitely staying in there. I might even just add, you know, replay of it at the end of the pod, <laughs> the soccer talk. The, are you, um, your advent calendar starts soon. Yeah, they've got the beer advent calendar uh, this year. So from Carwin Cellars, there's a few different places that do do it. Um, yeah, it's uh, for those listeners that don't know, it's basically like the chocolate calendar for kids. So you, December 1, you open up a calendar you get your chocolate, but this is you open up a beer. You get a beer uh, from a different different breweries, different styles of beers. Um, I know my brother Ross. Ross, um, long time. Everyone knows who Ross is on the show. Um, does the uh, the mock site and everything. He he's been doing it for years, and it says it's really good. So all exclusive, uh, unique beers, and yeah, really looking forward to it because you got yeah. one as well, didn't you? Yeah, I got one from Beer Cartel. Uh, same same vibe. Like it's it's all unique beers. Twenty. Five different 24 there's no 25 what yeah i think my one i didn't have a good look at it but i think it finishes at 24 i'm gonna to have to have a look at mine because now i'm asking quite or my strategy will be to like i'm because you need to think strategically about an advent calendar right so i'm i'm gonna have i'm gonna open each beer like the from the box each day but i'm probably gonna save a few up before i drink any um yeah this, the, yeah as long as you open it that's and see what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll be trying to. I'll be doing one a day. Yeah, one a day. Okay. One a day. Oh, it's only one beer. It's one Leave beer. your thoughts on uh, on Twitter. Twitter. Uh, yeah. Untapped. Yeah. Oh, what, what's the other Steve's trying to shamelessly get a alcohol booze bud, or we can get the um, booze clearance center. Uh, what, what was Steve's called? Oh, the craft doctors. Craft yeah. doctors. There we go. The, the but, sponsorship show. Come on, show. Carwin, come come on. on Carwin Sellers. Beer cartel. cartel. Get on, get on board. Sellers, anyone? Just give us some free beer. Oh, we, probably we are doing the Tips doing and Tricks show. Um, absolute layup of a show. Um, 
<laughs> it really is. It really is a layoff. I mean, at this point, we should just cut clips from old Quite shows. Quite possibly, but, you know, the, 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 the rubbed on, the salted on listeners know this. It's just, you know, a bit of a refresher course uh, what to do when you're coming up in your drafts later on next year or early on next year. And for the new listeners, well, you can get fucked and just go back to listen to the back catalogue, but um, I don't know why you're listening this part of the year. But tips and tricks, um, there's a few different things you can go about doing it. Uh, I think the most probably important one is your tiers, Cam. Uh, we have spoken about it many a times where you basically get your ranks together, um, you put them in defenders, rucks, um, in their lines, essentially, and then you, you're grouping them together to see where you're going to take the player, where you, where you can find some value. Um, and it also helps with runs, doesn't it? Like if people are taking, say, more mm. midfielders, it's leaving that forward or defender or that quality ruck wide open where you might be able to snatch up a couple more there uh, instead of all the midfielders. So, yeah, it, it's very important that you do your tiers um, when and your rankings when, when you're doing all that. So it's very important there. I think it's um, a good one for because you, when when you're tiering, you consider each position in isolation. So you're looking at defenders and you say, well, this will be about tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four, tier five, and then um, it means that you know you might have your fifth tier for defenders be Correct. twenty people deep, and then your you know fifth tier for your midfielders might be from forty onwards. So it, it gives you that, I guess. Um, equalization across each of the positions by doing each of them in isolation. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and your tiers yeah. generally, your first couple of players are pretty tight, and as you said, it it widens as as those tiers go down, like there's more available. It's sort of like um, much the same, the same towards the end there when you're looking at, say, a D5 or something like that. 100%. And, I mean, we normally rank, so in the draft kit we rank, what is it, uh, 70? 70 for Yeah, 70 for the... And then bookends, and I think 100, 130 or something for the midfielders. Yeah, for the mids. And so, you know, if you're ranking any deeper than that, you've got to consider that there's only, you know, if you're in a 10-team league in a 5-7-1-5, you know, four setup, you're only going like 300 players deep. Well, 5-7-1-5 so, is 220, you know, so. Well, there you go. Like, you're not, you're not going that deep, right? So you don't need to rank too many people. But, um, yeah, the tiers for sure the best way to segment. Yeah, those. absolutely. Uh, we always bang about, bang on about this is you don't win the league, your league at the draft. Like you may draft a, a super team, but as we know, there's injuries, role changes, sack coaches, this, that, and the other. So I've, you know, just going off our home league, like, you know, there's some, some teams that they've drafted absolute gun teams, but pff, halfway through the year, they're, they're in absolute shambles. Um, I mean, early on in our home league, it, it started off like that. Like, if you're in a new league, you can you can win the league by drafting a really good team. You can win it at the draft if you're playing against people who aren't as clued on. But as our league's evolved, it's gotten harder to win that league at the draft. So you've sort of got to going forward look at that waiver and free agency and sort of and mine that a little bit more. Hundred percent. Uh, and I think the the takeaway for me for you know can't win your league at the draft is you can definitely lock in success mm. at the draft. So if you start well, it's it's just such a leg up on the rest of the competition. Um, and the, the second thing would be just something Steve's been saying the last couple of years. You always seem to find forwards later, uh, not not just in the draft, but later in the season as they added That's through DPP. I think it's more, more interesting this year, given the, we don't know the exact um, 
volume of forwards that are DPP at the start of this year, but it, it looks like from the numbers that Frico put out that it's going to be a higher percent than normal, uh, which is, I think, going to be interesting because it means they're going to add potentially less later or it's a you know dramatic shift in the the threshold, like guys like Bailey Smith, for example, are meeting the threshold numbers, but they're you know playing bulk midfield times just because they start forward and run back. Um, and so if that's if that's the I guess you know this could be one of the last years that we can take advantage of that threshold time if that becomes a bigger trend. Yeah, I think just going back on that um, Frico thing, I think there was something like 150, 160 um, DPPs at the start of the year, and then ended up at like 250, 260. So it was quite large at the end. Yeah, so wow, going to be interesting with that oh, sure. uh, going forward. Uh, we mentioned the the waivers and the free agency now. You know, you draft your team, you're pretty happy. Always look at what's going on there. Like we saw, perfect example, Darcy Cameron. He would have been sitting on your waiver wires in the free agency pool. No one would have even thought about him. And you snapped him up, you've got one of the top fours by the end of the year, I reckon. And um, even Himmelberg at GWS like Himmelberg, just would have popped. He was um, yeah. Also, maybe a Hayden Young. Like people might not have drafted him. He's another one who sort of popped and coming out of mind. So always watch, you know, preseason games in the first couple of weeks of the season because coaches are still trying their their game plan um, and players in certain positions. And you know, if it's not working, then yeah, they might change it back. But if it's working, guys like your Hayden Youngs, your Darcy Camerons, like especially if there's injuries, are going to pop up and. That's where you need to be really savvy and just jump on it and grab them. For sure. And and especially it's worth getting a bit speculative when coaches mm. transition out. So like going into last year, it was, you know, Leon Cameron was for sure under the pump. Um, there was definitely going to be a change there. And as soon as he, you know, the, the coach transitioned out, Himmelberg was flipped into mm. defense instantly. And that's where it hit. So it's, a, I guess, understanding. You, you wouldn't have picked Himmelberg to have gone back there, for example, but... You know, it's it's probably when that happens, there's so much opportunity for players who aren't doing well to score well, and conversely, players that are doing well to completely shit the bed. So, just be mindful of of when there's big big moves like that in and yeah, out. We of saw the that Hawthorne, Tom Mitchell, basically. See you later, and Newcomb Moore, all those sort of guys. Happy days. Yeah, that's it. Um, anything else with the waves? Um, no, just like, that's pretty much it. I think. Um, yeah, like I said, just just keep an eye on it. Um, and that sort of links into uh, another point we've got down here is, is trends and roles changes. Like if there's like, you know, Hibbelberg mm. gets the role change, it's it's massive. So, um, yeah, again, Steve has mentioned it. A lot of the forwards are the ones to pop, um, like those mid-forward types. Like if they get that role change, there's an injury. Um, yeah. look, who's, look who's like say the fourth string, the fourth banana in the midfield. Um, perfect example, a couple of years ago, it was James Harms for Melbourne. He got that role. Um, yeah. Dusty Brayshaw, yeah. The, you know, he's been sort of on the nose the last couple of years, got back in it this year. So just just look who's that next guy um, in the line who's going to be called up if there's an injury or something to the first stringers as well. 100%. Uh, how long does it take you? Because I always find this interesting, right? In, in my league, early bird yes. definitely gets the worm. You know, it's a you know, there's been a role change, and you know, they played a, a defender played midfield for a quarter and absolutely brained it. 
Um, and then that next wave around, that person is 100% taken off the waiver. They're gone. Yeah, is like, it the same in your leagues? Uh, yeah, there's if some go, someone has a good score, you know, it might just be, oh, is that one out of the bag? And someone might have a nibble and then if they're no good, throw yeah. it back. But there was a year, uh, was it this year or last year? Aaron Hall. Last year, Aaron Hall got moved back into defense. Mm. And it was like the first week. Yeah, okay, have a look at him. Second week, another big score. I'm like, no, I've got to grab this. And then I think yeah. I might have been fourth or fifth in line and there was number one, just grab him straight away. And so, yeah, if it's a good score, just grab it. It's going to, you know, it might drop you down the list, but um, especially even mm. you can be smart about it. Like if you if you play an open league, you don't have lockouts, you can just put in an early bid and it might it might come through like, It'll be locked out, but you might get first, first um, crack at it before official waivers, depending on how your league's set up as well. So, but yeah, it's pretty pretty cutthroat in our league. And the the AFL fantasy app at the moment, I think yesterday it went offline or something. Warney's doing his best to build a new app. Uh, you know, in the over the school holidays down there in Tasmania, just cracking out the uh, C plus plus or the JavaScript or you know, whatever language he, he uses to build that app. But the I, I'm interested to see what draft features they add for next year because something that I've heard is excellent in American sports, which I, I haven't personally used, but a couple of my mates are using it for their NFL draft league this year, is having a fixed wallet that you can use for mm. waivers. So you bid using, I think they get 400 bucks or something at the start of the year. And for each round of waivers, you can bid whatever. So you get four hundred dollars each week or for the year. Okay. For the year. Yeah, and so it goes to the highest bidder every week. You could be last position, and you get no advantage if you don't bid the highest. You're not getting the player. But conversely, if you blow your load too early, then you know some of the late season gems you've got no chance of getting. So that's I, I think that's I know this. So, couple of people in our league they just like to sit at the top of the priority and just they don't use it. Whereas, you know, That's, I'm wheeling and dealing. So, and say with well, Steve, he's wheeling and dealing. We're always down the bottom of that waiver um, line. Well, I'm, I'm the same, but, you know, there's been a change in my league in the last couple of years where, yeah, you can have a kick-ass draft, but actually, you know, having the first few weeks down the bottom of the ladder isn't the worst thing in the world because you, you mm. unearth a few gems in that small Absolutely. period anyway. and. You know, so there are. I'd suggest there's some allegations of tanking <laughs> in in my league in the first couple of weeks, which is, um, you know, hopefully some of them are listening to this and and smarten up. But no, that for me, I think that would completely yeah. negate that. You know, like it's and so I'm excited to see if we get It'd something be... like that. What's uh, what's uh, our next a tip? Contentious buddy? one. Trading. What are your thoughts on trading in your league, especially your home league? What's it like? Uh it's pretty tight in my home league. Like they, and almost any move you make, someone's going to cry collusion <laughs> or cry, you know, uh, trade rape or something like that. Favorite heavily, yeah, trade rape gets thrown out every trade. Doesn't matter who it's between, especially if it's someone who, you know, like any trade I make, I'm getting, you know, chastised for. But like I last year, I traded into a yep. premiership. Like it's it's possible. I think I. Was he- I was the heavy, uh, heaviest trader of the year for sure, but it was like I reckon six or seven different individual trades um, that went through from me to others that helped me secure a win. Um, 
you know, one of those I think was Isaac Cumming and Callum Mills for Andy Brayshaw and okay. Nick Newman or something. So I gave away Andy Brayshaw and Nick Newman. This was like th- three or four rounds in when Brayshaw was mm. completely braining it. Mills had shown he was averaging like 85 or 90 or something and he'd had his first big score of the year. And I was just like, yeah. And so, you know, the trades like those, I guess, were the, the ones that sort of got me over the line. What about uh, you? What's it like in your league? Not, you know, a million trades around sort of thing. Like people will trade on, like I, I like to trade on my needs basis or a needs basis. Like I'll, you know, look at all the other teammates, uh, league mates and just say, well, this year, for example, I had Peter Laddams. Um, picked him off the picked him off the waiver wide. Mm. Been using him for a couple of weeks, um, and one of the guys in our league had no ruck slash forward. And I'm just like, mm. I saw he's got Elliot Yo. wasn't doing much, a little bit injured. I'm like, oh, well, Elliot Yo can be good for me. So I'm like, here's Peter Laddams. I'll I'd like Elliot Yo. Straight swap done. You know, Laddams I knew was going to fall away once Hickey came back, and I thought Yo would at least get me you know 95 in super coach, but. If he didn't get injured, he would have been a hell of a lot better. So uh, yeah, it hurt me mm. a little bit there, but it was it was it was a win win for both of us. It was needs as well. Like um, that's how I like to do it. I hate this, you know, have to win every. It has to be a winner and loser. It's like you can both win if it's all on needs. And I hate. I do try to do like a little upgrade for me, but it's still fair for the other person. Like I'm not looking to yeah. barrel them out of the park. Like it's. It's, it's all on needs, no, and that's what no, most no, people no. in our league do. But um, the worst thing I hate is the two-for-one two deal, the steak knives deal. It's like, just fucking no. Like, I don't need steak knives. I'm not oh, you're not a steak knives guy. This is the deal. Like, w- then they're like, oh, I just want a little yeah. bit more. Give me your bench player. I'm like, the fuck for? To make you feel better? No, fuck off. So I won't deal with yeah. it. I won't do that. Yeah. Like... I think the way that the, that I look at trades, similar to you from a needs and you know helping everyone be better, is generally I look at net effect that on too, the score. Yeah. So, and so it's just like if you know, yeah, you're given a, a defender who's probably worth more than the forward that I'm offering you, but the forward is giving you a plus twenty average differential in your forward line, and you your bench defender. That slots into your defensive post. Yes, it's, it's, it's a know, plus and minus system. I use that a little bit points. as well. There is a guy yeah. in our league who does that as well and gets a lot of trades done. Like he's won the league three years in a row, and he's actually quite good at. Yeah, uh, look, yeah. this year he didn't have the. He had a. It was a much even year, but he just got over the line this year. But he'll. He's very good with the gift of the gab, and we'll talk to you. It's like if you do this and do that, he's like. Good, good with the numbers and, and like he used to be a real estate agent, so he's a worm. Um, <laughs> oh no! He's he's oh, going to no. be heavily penalised this year. He's not allowed to enter the draft until round fifteen. So <laughs> it's <laughs> I, I feel like with that, you know, real estate salesman, car salesman, um, anyone that's who's that, who's that guy. That did all the steak knives commercials back in the day. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Tim Shaw. Yeah, yeah. Anyone Tim Shaw like or Tim Shaw esque? Yeah. Not allowed in the league. Just, like completely. Just, yeah, it's, you, it, it's it's a power you can't people, you, you like, can't pe- have that. No one people man fall for it left, right, and center. Like <laughs> his charm doesn't work on me because I know his game, but. <laughs> um. 
then you, you sort of you, you go, but maybe. And as soon as you've gone, but maybe, you're yeah, like, you, like you're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> they've got you. Yeah. Just one to watch. Just watch out for the uh, the used car salesman guys. Like they'll get you. They'll get you. Yeah, um, the next tip or trick is outside tools. I don't think we've really talked about this, but good good tools like this podcast, for instance, um, really good at helping you win your league. Like we're doing all the heavy lifting for you. You know, noticing the trends, roles, changes, this, that, and the other. Um, one of the other really good one that I've been using a lot, especially last year was, or well, this year was DFS Australia. Like they have a lot of information. Like they've got CBAs, they've got ruck hit out, ruck hit out to advantage. Uh, who's playing in defense? Who's taking kick in? So it's all points there that if you just go through that data and just mine it, you're going to find some gold in there. And um, that's where you notice the, the trends of like who's taking a CBA, who's out of the CBAs. Um, like especially the Connor Rosie thing where he just got a massive bump through that middle uh, at the end of the year. Zach Butters, same sort of thing. So just look at that sort of stuff. Um, listen to the podcasts. Look at the DFS Australia website. That sort of stuff. Like massive, massive help for you to win your league. With that um, DFS website, I think they do it all for free at the minute as well. Like they've got a, a donation page, and I'd, I'd highly like if you use it a little bit. I'd highly recommend. I just didn't know they had a. Didn't know they had the donation. But next time I'm there, I'll have a look and yeah. definitely give them. Yeah, it's like the co- the coffee style. Oh, similar to what we've done. Yeah, yeah give them five yeah. bucks or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I highly recommend it. Like, they do some excellent work. The the other guy that I just want to give a bit of a shout-out to from a, um, I guess, great resource perspective and, and, you know, really interesting look at and perspective at things is Mm. uh, Jaden Papowski. Yeah, I do follow him on Twitter. Unreal. So he's like an, an, you know, relatively young, like, absolute gun statistician type bloke and and does his sort of projection models and and a lot of the time they're pretty accurate like within a plus minus five Mm. point sort of realm so uh, give him a follow i think he's at jaden underscore papowski and it's j-a-i but yeah definitely give him a follow otherwise um there's heaps of great resources on the keeper league um website so they do stuff like um you know breakout tracker and and you know, all of that sort of stuff yeah. that, you know, NAB league scores, yeah. like all of that all the stuff. All the junior sort of stuff like really, through really the, good. yeah. Like, yeah. For sure. Like just super good resource. Um, and finally, you know, a lot of people might, I guess, you know, shrug their shoulders at this if they consider themselves a seasoned fantasy expert. Don't shy away from the DT talk guys. Like they, they do some good stuff on the, you know, um, deck of dream team it's my favorite mm. thing to read like it, every year like it doesn't have to be your only input to make a decision you can use multiple things but one it's, it's a great place to start every year and two uh it's just like, even if it is salary cap year. bias like there's still players there that are absolutely relevant to your drafts and um they're going to be some little nuggets in there uh going forward so 100%. yeah just don't 100%. ignore the salary cap stuff as well like yeah yeah you know we're going to hear it all through the summer it's going to get players are going to be hyped up like a Toby McLean or uh, whoever. Like they just, oh my god, they'll get yeah. the hype. But you know, it also does affect their draft value because everyone's heard about them. But if you can get them at the right price, they're going to be an awesome asset for your team. Hundred percent. And uh, the other one, obviously, absolutely, draft kit. absolutely. Yeah. So 
the draft kit, I think I'm literally spinning up the template. Excellent. <laughs> so we'll, that means that we're officially Excellent. in draft kit season, John. Chomping at the uh, bit to uh, yeah, get writing on that. I reckon I should go. Uh, I need some. Yeah, I went with awesome. the wrestling theme last year. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. <laughs> you realize people yeah, pay they need for this, color, right? Maybe all <laughs> Simpsons style. <laughs> write ups. Who knows? Awesome. Excellent. Um, yeah, we, we spoke about it in the last couple of points. We've got the trends and role changes. Um, we saw that, you know, obviously when, uh, what's his name, Brady Grundy went down injured, uh, Darcy Cameron got the got the hit up. Uh, players have moved clubs. Like You're going to look at Tarantos, your hoppers. Uh, so that's going to affect not only players at Richmond, but also GWS. Like There was an awesome photo of Tommy Green in the gym and just looking, oh boy. Oh boy, just I think we've mentioned yeah. it on the pod that yeah. you know he's sort of got that baby puppy fat on him, and once he tightens up, he's going to be absolute weapon. I reckon just a few more kilometers, a few more couple of two k time trials, hit the gym, he he can go big this year. I reckon. Yeah, like stuff like that. I've started to look at because all, all of those first week back type photos are starting to come out. Like Christian Petraka looking like an absolute looks like he's got no percent. Yeah, that's right. Body fat. Very lean. Um, Did you see Sparrow? At the dogs, Tom Sparrow? Like, he was ripped, man. Like he's yeah. big. Man, the demons have come back in unreal shape. And and I think looking at it's interesting. So one thing with the demons, like they got into unreal shape because of Darren mm. Burgess a couple of years ago when he came to the club. So just as a you know tidbit for the preseason, watch Adelaide this year. It's now their second preseason under Darren Burgess. He's, he reckons a few of them will come back in ripping shape. So, I, you know, not saying they're going to be a, a top eight side by any means, but there could be a couple of players that make a big jump. Uh, yeah. Watch the socials, the socials, especially uh, Warple Watch. Like, I'm all over yeah. that. He's back training. He's looking good. For sure. So. And even even like for the dogs where you've got that speculative position in the midfield, mm. right, because Dunkley's gone. I don't know who the bloke is at your club, but the, someone some sort of coach figure that's not Bevo was saying that it looks Bailey Smith will be the first one in there. And then it's, um, you know, they're looking at a whole bunch of youngsters. Like a, that a they Riley West or something like that. To, or... To, yeah. Well, that, I don't know if they mean younger than Riley West. He's 22. Is it, you know, a couple that they've got younger than that? I don't know, but they said they're going to essentially get some of those midfield forwards ready to be AFL level midfielders. Well, they had a few coaches starts. go through there. Um, at the dog, so you know, change it. Change is always good, and okay, it, yeah, looking forward to it. So yeah, but all of yeah. that is on the socials, by the way. So like, jump in, have a look so, at yeah, every we kind of socials. <laughs> went off the trends and role changes and that, but yeah, um, watch out for them. You'll you, we mentioned them on the show uh, in season, so just have a listen to us, and also watching the games helps. Like you can actually notice what the tro- uh, trends and role changes are in if you're watching a couple of games throughout the weekend so um that's pretty much the role changes we did mention watch the socials just to see how everyone's tracking uh, especially this time of year before they go to the christmas break but after the christmas break is really where you know the match sim starts coming out there's people watching training who's playing where so just keep an eye on the socials as well and find out what's happening um at each club and you might be able to pick something out for sure and uh, is that uh, that's all I've got written down. Have you got any more? 
Uh, just just one that you know, the best available. Uh, uh, your best ability is your yeah. availability, uh, of course. And so we know going into draft season, there'll be players that look like really good value because they're injured, and you think oh, I can get a steal on this later in the draft. But you just need to be mindful of um, the rest of your squad makeup. So if you're going to take that risk, what opportunity have you missed as a result? And how long is that risk going to be a risk for? Because it's you know injuries compound. Absolutely, really you're always going to you're going to get injuries no like matter really, what. Which is it's actually, and it feels like when it rains it pours as well. It's sort of one of those things where you have one, and because you've got one, that's one less bench spot that you can have, one less you know person exactly. you can take off the waiver, you know all that stuff, and then oh you get a second one, all of a sudden half yeah, your bench is screwed. Like you're so limited yeah, at that. It's point, actually so. really great. Great little segue to the questions on, on Twitter, Cam. So, Jaden oh, yes. Evans asks, how many injury-prone guys is too many on one team? I try to avoid them every preseason, but I always end up with Taylor, Kevin Nash, Quads, Adams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeezy looks like good value every year, doesn't he? Um, um, I don't know what your yeah, thoughts on, but I do avoid them like the plague. Um, a couple of seasons ago, mm. I was picking them, picking them up left, right, and centre. I finished second last. Like, yeah. I've never finished second yeah. last. I'm always top four. Like, or in this, I I did the same. It, the, the, I drafted my picks two and three a couple of years ago were Taylor Adams and Lockie Whitfield. Yeah, I had Lockie Whitfield. Both were injured, I had Dangerfield. Like, like, damn, it's oh, such a... just shocking. Yeah. Absolutely shocking. Yeah. And it wrecks your season. Like, if you're picking especially injury-prone players in your first three rounds, it destroys. It can destroy your draft. For sure. And, and uh, you, well, your entire you just, year, right? Like, so that one, Lockie Whitfield was like, oh, he'll be back first or second round. And, he, I yeah, think he and then he got concussed and he was gone. Or something. Like, like, yeah. It's like, well, you're completely cooked, right? And and we know that if you have had an interrupted preseason, your output through the yeah, year so. is not great. Almost every player that does it. So it's all, for me, to answer the question, almost no one in my top half of my draft I would take if they're... Any for any way, yeah, shape, or, or miss or miss preseason later on in your draft, you can have a stab at maybe one or two. Um, I'd probably yeah. prefer them if they were a defender or a forward, not my midfielders. Um, but yeah, yeah, I generally try to stay away from them and maybe just take take a punt on one. Yeah, yeah let someone abs- else have the risk. Absolutely. Like you know what? Like if someone else takes that risk on, it's that means for you. that. You know, that's an yep, opportunity absolutely. for you to be better. Uh, Golden Features asks, in the late rounds, do you go for a high upside pick or take a safe bench emergency option? Uh, in Dynasty, I almost always take the home run swing and it rarely works out. But... Uh, or single season and Dynasty, I go high upside. <laughs> it's yeah, always I'm saying, like, That's me. what the late rounds yeah. are there for, like especially single season. It's it's an upside pick. Like for me, I think I got Hayden Young around twenty twenty one this year. Massive home run swing, like massive. So awesome. just yeah. Again, look at you know, look at the podcast, look at the articles, look what's happening on the training track, look at the social medias, and that way you can sort of narrow down who's going to be that next boom player. Like there's a lot happening at North Melbourne. Um, Clarko's come in. There's a lot to play out there. So that's sort of really where I'm interested in targeting, especially, especially those defenders. Because like under Clarko, they had some pretty good defenders and pretty serviceable defenders. So that's that's where I'll be targeting sort of this year or, you know, maybe 
Ross Lyon as well to see what changes he makes. Like Brad Hill, you know, mm. has been locked in for more wing time, uh, permanent wing time, where he averaged around 90, I think, when he was there at Fremantle under Ross. So just just have a look. Just, yeah, okay. you know, there'll be a late pick. People have a bit of stank about Brad Hill and whatnot, but just just have a look at these players and see what's going about. And JLT scores as well. Just see what's happening there as well. That's... Especially the, the guys from last year, like, uh, you know, everyone was on Tom Powell last year and he completely Play. didn't really do much. But Will, uh, Will Phillips would be the, the one that I'd look for this year. He had Glandula all mm. year last year and he's come back yeah. apparently in yeah. ripping Nick. You know, no one's going to target that, Huge. but the upside yeah, so potential that's, that's is pretty big. what I'll be looking yeah. at. Um, I don't know why we're going to finish with this, but the real Oogie Boogie Bush, he says, never go to bed with itchy bottom unless you want to wake up with smelly fingers. And I do listen to the answers. That's a, that's a great, that's, that's a Confucius proverb, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I think it is. Oh my God. Just sage advice though. Sage advice. Just have a shower. I think- I think that's the best advice that's ever been Just, on yeah, this podcast. Wipe your have a shower, seriously. <laughs> and wash yeah, your hands. Come on, guys. Wash your hands. Personal hygiene. Real <laughs> oogie boogie bush. Expect nothing less from him. Like It, it was either going to be him or... And he may very well Could be Russ's be. burner. Because that that's a very Russ yeah. thing to have said. Uh, sure. I think that's about it, Ken. Yeah, I think that's it, man. That's a, that's a tight, tight pod. How'd we do? I've got about time. 30 oh, yeah. odd minutes, something like that. Oh, 33 minutes. That's good. Uh, All right. Thanks for listening. I think Steve will be out of his depression with Peter Cradlin from next week. He'll be back on. Uh, Not sure what we're doing, but we'll come up with something. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Tight. That was good. Tight. 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 Thanks for listening to the Draft Doctors Podcast. For more tips and in-depth analysis, head over to thedraftdoctors.com.au.